welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend that is looking mighty fine this evening. Hands aloft to Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of the day you are listening to us. Welcome back to episode number 34 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, this week. And as always, we'll start with an update um, on the Twitter account. We are fast pushing through the 1300 barrier. Uh, we are sort of about, I think, 1360 now, I think, roughly, yeah. give or take. Yep. So, again, as always, we know there's more of you out there, judging by how many people are listening abroad. If you are uh, if you are abroad and listening, which we know there are many of you, um, please uh, get in touch with us, follow us on Twitter. We tweet practically everything that goes on with Orient, so you're going to hear about stuff that's going on. Um, always include at Orient Outlook. That is our Twitter address, Twitter handle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Uh, so you can follow us on there. I think you keep that yeah. reasonably up to date, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Um, if you are not on social media, you can still uh, email us, good old-fashioned email. We are orientoutlook at outlook.com, uh, of which we do get a few emails every now and again. Um, so yeah, please keep in touch. So we know there are people, uh, exiles living abroad, been, who've been listening in Australia, uh, USA, France, Ireland, Holland, Italy, Poland. Uh, moving over to South America, we've got Mexico, Nicaragua, uh, even in Korea. We're going to assume that's South Korea rather than North. I don't think he lets people do very much in the northern part. Maybe he's, um, maybe he supports the O's. Maybe Kim Jong-un is a secret Orient yeah. fan. That would be a staggering headline. That would be amazing. Um, Canada and also Germany. So big shout out to all of you, uh, wherever you are, uh, listening to us. So episode 33 reviews are in. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for all your feedback, um, starting with at FRFootballMattT. Another great podcast. Totally agree about Clark. He has to start against Crew. At Luke BR nineteen ninety eight says, just listen to the latest podcast with at PDR triple one two. Great episode, everything spot on. Yeah, absolutely. At Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two. It's a great podcast again, guys. Review on Gillingham was spot on. A free run down, we would see it as a point gained rather than free lost. Yeah, yeah have to agree with you there, Chris. Absolutely. Even though we shouldn't be in those positions in the first place. At Euro Orient, uh, so Nick listens to us from France. Uh, great podcast, guys, but disagree about Fabio being a good manager, which is why I think was a little bit controversial. But yeah. it's great that that's an opinion. Jury's still out for me. Still make some crazy decisions. Lowry for Clark on Monday, and why no Simpson? There might be a deeper issue with Simpson. Go on. No, well, he was unavailable on Saturday, wasn't he? No yeah. injury, just down as unavailable and hasn't been getting near the team. Um, I, I like Simpson. It'd be a shame if there was a deeper issue, but... Maybe something's not quite right there. And lastly, for reviews, at David G. Boone said, Terrific. Again, a cut above the rest. No bells and whistles, just facts and opinions. Great. So, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for all your great feedback. And keep them coming. Absolutely. So you'll be pleased to know that Tuesday was a quiet day. Nothing happened on Tuesday the 7th of April. But on Wednesday the 8th, (laughs) Tuesday was the calm before the storm. Because, you know, a bizarre season gets even more stranger. Because... It emerges in a national newspaper, uh, online, we hasten to add, that Andrea De Sena got arrested for shoplifting in Harrods, yep. of all places. It's, it's first ama- reported... It's amazing it was Harrods, considering what Slade had said earlier in the season about shopping in Harrods. Yeah, but could you imagine <laughs> if he'd have been caught shoplifting in like Lidl or Aldi oh, or Tesco's man. or something like that? That'd be even At least the geezer's got taste, I suppose. But yep. yeah, um, so sh- talking of shopping in Harrods... Um, 
So it's, it, it was first reported by his agent that his three-year-old son had taken a book. Yep. Which I thought was a load of old nonsense. But then Andrea de Sena came out later on in the day and explained that he'd forgotten to pay for some cooked meats and some honey, which you get at a separate counter. Yeah, he said there. he'd ordered it and not paid for it. And then when he was leaving, he was, he was taken by a security guard who kind of asked him for ID and he didn't have the ID so he had to go to the station um, and that's their standard procedure and by all accounts saying. yeah and yeah. to be fair to the saying he was pretty um, he went through his agent's Twitter account didn't he to kind of give a massive explanation yeah. and made yeah. it clear that he would be suing people for slander if more would be reported on it so what are your views on that uh, Mr Levy I'm not sure I believe that the, that explanation or either explanation to be honest with you you know, I'm not sure security guards at a world-famous high-end store like Harrods, you know, they sell luxury items for, like, tens of thousands of pounds. You know, like a handbag in there can be a few thousand quid. I'm really not sure that the security guards are going to be sitting there in their little security booths, rubbing their hands, going, cool, that fella with the beard, you know, he's, he's gone and pinched a bit of meat and, 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 and a tub of honey. Cool, <laughs> I'm up for a real real bonus if I catch this one, guys. Look, one more and I've got I've got my, my quota. So you reckon, I can't see it. you reckon he's nicked more you reckon it might who be more knows? who Crazy. knows he's not going to have stolen a book a book's not going to have a price tag on it and the security guards are they really looking for, for, for someone that's going to nick a bit of meat in Harrods yeah I mean every really? week every week I sit here and I go oh nothing can surprise me about this season and, <laughs> and then the same in Harrods so yeah it's a strange situation very strange it really is um, some great stuff coming out of Twitter so there was quite a few funny remarks uh, after this <laughs> broke and a small Possibly harsher selection of tweets that we received were from at Euro Orient, who said apparently he tried to make a run for it, but was outpaced by the 18 stone security guard. Well played, well played. Um, at Chris Kane underscore 1992 said, Some would say he's already nicking a living, can take the guy out of Liverpool. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. very good. At Dazzo's O said, Turns out it was Tuesday. Um, so if he set out straight after the game, he could have just made it in time for Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Very good, Darren. Very good. Yeah, it was reported in the, just to give some context to that, that the um, report said it happened on Monday afternoon. Yep. So um, he's just clearing up that inaccuracy there. And then at Hopeboy291 says, innocent till proven guilty. But yes, why do we have him? Touches of class, but that's all. Mm. And lastly, again, David G. Boone said, no matter what, he's an O, we should stick together. Don't need any negativity. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, we, we move on. I think that's probably the, the last we'll be hearing about. Yeah, I dare say. I would have thought. Yeah. So, Thursday, the 9th of April, Harry Redknapp has been confirmed as the manager for the ex pro and celebrity team for the prostate cancer charity match. And he's got Russell Brand yeah. as his assistant. I've got to um, say, that's a great opposition lineup. For a management team. Yes. It's going to be good fun. It's, yeah, it's going to be good I think that's exactly the right way to put it. It's going to be good fun. Yep. Uh, Trevor Sinclair, Luther Blissett, Bradley Walsh and Ralph Little have been confirmed to play. Um, tickets are on sale for this match and all proceeds go to charity. So, you know, we've got only 9,200 yep. seats. There's more f- um, uh, celebs to be announced. So, yeah, I'd, we'd I'd strongly recommend I'd get your tickets, tickets early. Tickets we're getting sooner else. rather than later. In the South Stand where we usually sit? or Yeah, you're cool, mate. It's up yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, also on Thursday, Darius Henderson and Marvin Bartley officially opened the Dalbany Fields Community Garden. So, more great community work, as well as Josh Wright and Pritchard going to Chinkford CV Primary School. And more great work there by Ello Trust and Howard Gould. So, fantastic work there. It was also announced. And this really raged Paul and raged a lot of people out there. Uh, that ticket prices for Swindon away will be £27 for adults. Disgrace. Um, Disgrace. You can go and see championship football for that. How much is it away for Orient? 20, 20 quid. 
Are you sure? Yes. On the turnstile? I was speaking to a Gillingham fan in the Leighton Technical Monday afternoon and they paid £20 for their tickets. Isn't it 23 quid South Stand? Before, before a match and 25 quid on the gate? No, 21 before a match Fine. and 23 after. Yeah, a bit cheeky from Swindon. Paul, you... It's yeah. just... It's, it's, I know it's only four quid... Oh, £27 yeah. to watch a League One game as an away fan. And you tweeted the club, didn't you? you tweeted I Swindon. tweeted Swindon, but yep. as you can probably imagine, I haven't heard anything back from them. So Absolutely. Boo-hoo to them. Yep. Um, then on Friday, uh, it seems our media day has been moved from Thursday, Thursday to Friday. To Friday. Yeah. So Liverani in the build-up to the crew game told uh, LeightonOrient.com, which is obviously the uh, official Orient uh, website, I was very pleased with the final result and the players showed a never-say-die attitude. We made way too many, uh, way too many mistakes defensively. We've mainly worked on that this week in training to try and not repeat those mistakes we made against Gillingham. Saturday is obviously an extremely important game, a six-pointer from where we have to come back for, with a positive result. He added, "Crew are doing very well lately. They play good football and they picked up points against strong clubs lately. Hence." We will give them maximum respect, but we do not fear them. And that, to me, I mean, that's quote-unquote from Leighton Orient, Colin Mumford yeah. and, and the official uh, Twitter, uh, official uh, site there. So thanks for that, guys. Um, the last sentence for me is vital. Respect the opponent, but do not fear them. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. Dagnall was also um, interviewed, and Dagnall had to say, this is a massive game. If we get a positive result, that will put a little bit of breathing space between us and crew, and hopefully we can move up three or four positions on the table. I got off the mark against them on my debut and it was enjoyable and I got another goal against them at home so hopefully this little run continues. I've gone a few games without a goal now and I've had a few chances. It would be nice to get a goal on Saturday but all that matters now is getting three points. I'm not bothered who scores. I'll take a last minute own goal just as long as we get them points. Fair play. Yeah, fair, fair play. So yep. moving on to Saturday the 11th of April. Yep, the under-18 side win 1-0 against AFC Wimbledon with Montel Ajimang grabbing the goal. Gotta say, Adjaman keeps popping up on this he podcast. Does. Every time we report on the youth winning, Adjaman keeps popping up with a goal. So I hope, I really, really hope that some of these boys are given a chance next season. Yeah. You know, the second year scholars are given a chance. Yeah. Or, or even the more prolific ones, you know, are given a chance next season. Yeah. No. You know, Fabio is sort of more geared towards sort of, absolutely. as he said, sort of having an experienced spine with a bit of youth involved as well. well absolutely. So. And also, in the case, in the worst case scenario, relegation. You got to think that the big, big wage earners will leave as well. So if well, we get relegated, they've all got relegation clauses, probably. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting. To, well, well, actually, I, I wouldn't touch wood, but that. yeah. So let's see. So anyway, uh, crew. Yeah. Yep. So a nice little stat we got from at Orient Stats. Welcome back. A win over Crew Alex FC would be the third team we have beaten home and away this season after doubles over Oldham and Jovel. I think everyone's so. got a double over Jovel. Unfortunately, <laughs> poor sods. Um, so the team was announced. We had Chisak in goal. We had Lowry at left back. Clark and Baudry were your centre backs, and Cuthbert at right back. We also had Hedges, Bartley, Wright, and McEnough um, in the in the centre of midfield uh, or across the midfield, and then Dagnall and Henderson starting up front. Subs were Granger, Desena, O'Neill, James, Taylor, Mooney, and Plasmati. Yeah. Also, Cox was out with a groin injury. Yep. Woods was out with a back injury and Simpson was down as unavailable in the squad. Yeah. Um, and the same that James Mooney went on the bench and Clark, McEnough, Bartley and Henson came in to start. So 
Your views on that team were as follows. So At SamCast9 says, Not a fan of Henderson starting. Think he can have a much bigger impact off the bench when their defenders start tiring, which has actually worked in our favour. Yeah, Yeah. at Michael Shater, not the most mobile 11, but good enough to win by two clear goals with Dagenham to score. Try to relax. We are staying up. Uh, at George Gurks, uh, not heard from you, I don't think, before, George, so thanks for getting in touch. I'm yeah. happy with this. Come on, boys. Yeah, at Yeeson underscore Saturn said, Batman would be great coming off the bench. Shame he's rarely in the squad these days. Yeah, another Where one. Is Batman? I think he's injured. Yeah. I think they're trying to recover him from injury. Uh, at PM31970, strong enough team to win. Just hope all the players turn up and play well. Yeah, at Matt J. Nash said, same issues I had with the team at commentary, left back. Central midfield, lack of passing ability in the centre-forward partnership, but let's hope for the same result. Absolutely. At PDR1112 says, Strong-ish bench, what price does Sena coming on in the second half and steal the points? Good pun, Paul. Very good. Good pun. Very, Very good. good. Like that. At Pats- Made me laugh when I was putting this together. <laughs> yeah. At Patsy Orient said, I would have liked to have seen Jake Taylor as a attacking midfielder. He could have switched positions with Joby and Ryan during the game. It's a very good point. Bartley and Wright, good, two good midfielders, but... Not necess- well, I was going to say not necessarily going to get you a goal after Josh Wright's two in the last two. So maybe a bit of a non-valid point there from me. No, that's absolutely fine. Paul, Your opinion? Um, so Paul, my opinion uh, of, of this team. Uh, yeah, I think it's yet another game where we can't field the same 11 uh, as the previous game, uh, which I, I, I'm, I'm very frustrated about. Lloyd James drops to the bench because, I guess because he's being managed back in. Um, but why did he play the full 90 yeah. against Gillingham? Why not play him 45 then and 45 today? I, don't, it just, I just don't understand. So Strange one. So Game kicks off. Game kicks off. And the worst possible start for the O's is Crew take the lead after only nine minutes. Ball in from the left by Greg Lee. He'd done quite well, actually. He beat, he beat Hedges. Hedges quite, and Hedges is quick. He beat Hedges quite easily. For yeah. What well, it looked like anyway. Crossed the ball into the box. Got the ball in between Clark and Shizak. Left their player. Um, you could argue. Laurie, Delaval. Easy tapping. Yeah. Could argue bad goal to concede defensively. Maybe Chizak could have it done is. better. Maybe Clark could have cleared it. Baldry could have potentially cut it out. They were all standing there. Yeah, but a good cross though. I, I think give credit to the man who crossed, made, crossed the ball. It was bad defending what it was. It was a good, um, yeah, good, 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 good goal. Yeah. And then uh, a great move down the left, and Bartley puts the ball across the goal for for Henderson. I actually think it was the right. Actually, yes, um, I think you're right there. Uh, Bartley crossing for Henderson, and 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 Henderson then fired in an equaliser. There you so, go. Yeah. Uh, thank, 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 thank God for that. Uh, yeah. It was a good goal. He seemed good pretty goal. pleased with it. Took it really well. Yeah, he kind of just was like, yeah, well, scored. It's just yeah. like, yeah. It's just like one of those sort of nondescript, like no expression of pleasure or, yeah. or, or anything. So, good yeah, goal. but anyway. Good yeah, to get on level scored. terms. Good to get on level terms. And 42 minutes, Lowry born from the left. And the first time shot from McEnough, but Ruchuka, who you knew was going to have an awesome game. Against his former Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Yeah. Saved and Gavis bought a second attempt. So, one all. Half-time score. Um, started the first half poorly, but ended it, ended it well. Attendance yeah. was announced at 4,419 with 571 away fans. Amazing. So great ever, yeah. Amazing. Brilliant offer. So, second half kicked off. We continued the positive play from the first half into the second half. We created four very decent chances yeah. in the first 10 minutes. I was listening to it on uh, Orient yeah. Player. Um, so in the first ten minutes, you know, four four then, um, you know, but we we had a couple of corners and I think we had a free kick and and crew were countering from yeah. from our set plays. So that needs to be dealt with and that needs to be dealt with pretty quick. Because of the lack of pace in the team, you would argue that that we are a perfect team to play counter attacking football against. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> Mackenna fluffed his chance. Um, we well, shot it straight at the keeper. Hedges came close as well, straight at the keeper as well. Yeah, 69 minutes, probably the same story for the last couple of games for Daggers. Yeah. He got into a great position. He gets himself into a good position, had a one on one. Um, Smashed it out of the keeper. Really. He made a good save, but that's just why it's going for Dagnall at the moment. You know, he's 100%, you can't fault him for effort, but that drought continues. So unlucky there. 74th minute, on came Desena for Lowry. Yeah. Um, a few decent tweets again about when Desena came coming on about nicking the points. Again, uh, 78th minute. You cannot minute. accuse Orient fans of not having <laughs> a sense of humour, can you? 78th minute, McEnough cuts inside from the left and his shot is gathered by Richubka. Uh, second attempt. An 85th minute, Plasmati came off for Hedges. That's a bit of a strange sub for me. Yeah. Because it, a lot of people are saying that disbalanced the squad. So obviously taking off for Winger. Unbalanced, sorry. And also Plasmati wearing gloves in April. I know. But like Matt Hiscox on the Orient player said, he'd wear he wear gloves in April that fell in in August. Yeah, uh, you know, outrageous during the summer. Outrageous. Yeah. So the match man up, Plaza. Plaza, mate, you're a big man. Yep. Match finished one all. Um, at Dulcet, Dave tweeted after the match. He had interviewed Nathan Clark, who said, "We defended well and created chances. It's in our hands. We've got to be positive and remain confident. Such a tight league. We just got to concentrate on ourselves." Yeah, and Fabio Liverani also said to uh, Dave Victor, who is the voice of Orient player and the BBC London correspondent, uh, that the wind and the heavy pitch uh, were, made the conditions very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, he also said that Plasmati came on to use his height. The Sainer played ninety minutes on Monday, and Fabio said he has to manage players with so many games. Uh, and interestingly, Fabio did most of the post-match press conference uh, in English. He certainly started off that way and just looked to Rob Gagliardi, yeah. the goalkeeping coach strokes translator, just for the odd word to translate yeah. um, out. Good sign. So we didn't make the match, but Matt Bristow did. So Matt Bristow does and a Matt good, Bristow. great blog that we read quite a lot at Matt Bristow. Yeah. And he sent his, his player rating. So thanks for that, Matt. Um, so we'll go through Matt's ratings from yesterday. So he gave Alex Chizak a seven, yeah. uh, which was pretty decent. Yeah, Scott Cuthbert, also a seven. Yeah, Cuthbert incidentally wore the mask again yesterday, so hopefully he's... Um, Apparently to the end of the season, I believe. Oh, OK, that nice. Is, okay. Yeah, I think he tweeted saying to the end of the season. Cool, yeah. he gave Baldry a seven. Yep, uh, Nathan Clark, eight, uh, and also sort of a note of the man of the match. Dominated in the air all game um, and was a leader from the back. Not great in possession, but Orient looked more comfortable when he's at the heart of the defence. Captain's performance. Yeah, and we've made that point a couple of times. I think he yeah. makes... Clark... Settles Baldry, doesn't Settles Baldry down massively and settles the whole team down. And he's a no-nonsense defender. He's a no-nonsense defender as well, isn't he? Just yeah. get out get of rid of it. Lowry, a seven. Yeah, Ryan Hedges, an eight. Also a man of the match performance from, from him. Best attacking outlet for Orient all game. Showed experience, inexperience at times when in possession, but will improve uh, as the game goes on. Uh, consistent threat going forwards, creating chances and going close himself. He was at fault for the goal with Lee running off, off him to cross. Uh, unlucky to be subbed in the second period. If we can get Hedges next season on loan for the whole season. early on for the whole season, he could be a real asset, real right? asset. Because he's still he's still learning his trade, and you know he's just getting used to first team football now. Yeah, uh, he could be a real asset if we can get him again next season. Josh Wright, seven, another good review there from Josh. Yeah, which is good. Uh, Marvin Bartley a six, lost the midfield battle, so that's an interesting thought because yeah, he'd be one. But yep, Mackenough seven, lively on the ball, could have scored on another day of two good chances, but looks shattered at the end, as you'd probably expect that. 90 minutes yeah Chris Dagnall 6.5 yeah um, in, interesting one maybe a little harsh but typical Dagnall performance with consistent pressing for Cruz backline should have buried his one on one like pointed out earlier he's paid to score goals and should have notched a winner 
So maybe the Tigers turn against Dagnall. Okay. We've had a lot of feedback on Dagnall. As I say, we can't question the man's commitment to the club. And his work rate is phenomenal, but just needs to be putting those chances away now. Yeah. And Henderson got an eight. Um, left off where he finished Easter Monday. Caused crew problems in the air, all game winning balls, and bringing down the ball to keep point on the attack. Took his goal well. I would agree with that. And subs, the same a six. And Plasmati a five. <laughs> Particularly for wearing gloves in April. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. So yep. the game finished one all. Sounds like two points dropped to me. I was listening to the whole game. Uh, on a positive note, we didn't lose uh, and are out the relegation on goal difference. We're on 47 points now. We are two points off Port Vale in 18th. Uh, who uh, with 49 points and with three points off Coventry and Scunthorpe who both have 50 points are in 17th and 16th 16th place respectively Walsall are also catchable who and they occupy 15th uh, place at the moment with 51 points so still so much to play for and so many teams not safe that this could realistically go to the last game of the season which obviously we'd all rather it didn't it will be my it, yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for that uh, valuable <laughs> contribution <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Lowry, in my opinion, isn't a left back. He's yeah. a centre back who plays on the left of a centre back pairing. Um, the job of a centre back is very, very different to that of a left back, hence why he doesn't do as well. Yeah. Um, Scott Cuthbert has commented in interviews that he has had to learn the role of a right back. Very good um, point there, mate. Very good point. Thanks, mate. Uh, lack of consistency in individual performances uh, and it takes a while for the players to get going is also quite frustrating. Injury is still an issue. What on earth are they doing to the players at the training ground for, you know, Woods to have injured his back and Cox has done his groin and this one's done that and Bat's not back and Simpson's unavailable. Yeah, it's you... just like, oh my God, like every five minutes someone's falling over and doing themselves a mystery or something. You made a good point there about conceding a goal early again. Seems to be a pattern that we can't really get over this season where we concede goals early and always chasing the game. Um, so my thoughts on that, a decent point in a match that we couldn't afford to lose. I like the lineup in the defence, but the big issue is probably lack of pace. Apart from Hedges, it's not a very paceful team. Um, I noted that Simpson Downs unavailable was strange. You know, I'm sure the reason will come out probably this week at some point. Disappointing to go a goal down so early and be chasing the game, but good to get back into it through Henderson. Yeah. Second half sounds like we absolutely battered him, so I can see why getting only a point could be frustrating. We need to be taking our chances. At the moment, we aren't, and that could hurt us come the end of the season. doesn't matter how many chances you create. It doesn't matter how many score. chances you score, yeah. Absolutely. However, the result yesterday is better for us than it is for Crew. It was yeah. more, it was a must-win for Crew, and it was a mustn't-lose for us, which is what we did. So, you know, still in our own hands, five games left. You win all five, you stay up. Yeah. You know, so it's still in our hands. So we asked you on Twitter if you thought it was one point gained or two points dropped. Thanks for all your feedback. Um, selection of tweets that we had at Robert Locke 39 said two points dropped really yeah at Kai Showing says yet another match where just one point leaves me feeling short changed better than a loss but we should be doing better yeah. which I think I, I really share that opinion yeah at John W 999 <coughs> said we may well rue Colchester Crawley and crew away come the end of the season yeah, essentially at, yeah at Dave Cope 2 says two dropped unfortunately most winnable game we had left on paper anyway. Yeah, so I didn't read that very well. That didn't sound very most winnable again? game we had left on paper anyway. This is Orient, you know, always the hard way. Uh, Orient yeah, underscore seventeen said it could keep us up or it might send us down, but we should be winning against Crew considering our running and players. Yeah. Um, at Jason Do six five seven six one six five two. 
uh, says, we will be fine. One win, two draws. That will do the job. Defo point gang. Yeah, O's fans basing. So lots of negativity out there. Rather be us than Notts County, Crawley, Crew, and Colchester. Come on, we can do this. Absolutely. At Stratis Boy says, all ain't lost. Game in hand, undefeated in four. Home game Tuesday, we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great positivity there. At Bradley Ackers 95, to the point gained when many teams around us lost. So a good result there. And finally, Sam Needham underscore 01 says, no idea how we didn't score at least three more. All over them for a big chunk of the second half. Subs had a negative effect. Still a good performance and hopefully something to build on going into some tough games. Uh, great build and finish for their goal. Yeah, absolutely. For the, for the goal. For I the goal, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for your tweets and keep them coming. So in the league, that point has moved us into 19th place um, because of the results around us. So we have played 41, so only five games left. One twelve, drawn 11, lost 18. Goal difference, minus three, which could be like an extra point come the end of the season. 47 points, so above the relegation places on goal difference. Same number of points as Crawley and Crew, but above them due to our superior goal difference. I don't think they'll catch up superior. our goal difference. Yeah, you're not going to score 30, no way. 30 goals. No. So Yeovil officially got relegated at the weekend. So yeah. only three places left. I think that's a real shame. I, I really do feel sorry for Yeovil. They were in the Championship last season and have now suffered back-to-back relegations, really. And, and last week, the club sort of joyfully announced, oh, we've made a £1.4 million profit. Yeah, doesn't it's matter, like, does it? Why the hell have you not invested, invested in the squad? Yeah. Instead, you're going to be going to lower gates to... Arguably crappier clubs. Absolutely. South End. It's, it's poor. Yeah, so <laughs> positives. <laughs> they might come up, don't say that. Absolutely. Um, positives. positives, go yeah. for it. So yeah. a decent point yesterday, boom. Strength and depth in the lineup, so good bench again. And lastly, our destiny is in our own hands. So like I said before, it's quite crucial. If you win five, really? You win five, stay up. Yeah. If you win all your games left, you stay up. 61 so you've points. Got to do, boys. Yeah. 61 points would probably put us about, I don't know, eighth. Yeah, I think if we won all five. Uh, negatives of the week. Uh, Desaina bringing more bad publicity into the club yeah. or just bad publicity to the club. Uh, injuries to Cox, obviously not resolved itself. Uh, Woods, yeah. um, Bat, Bat, Simpson. Um, also not taking our chances has really cost us two points Absolutely. Uh, this week. And so. how many times can we say it this season? Quite a few. Yeah, too, too many times, unfortunately. Yeah. So, hero of the week. Yeah. Give it to the big man, Darius Henderson. Yeah. Two goals in the week. Um and also for pushing that Jenningham defender last week. Oh, highlight for me. Highlight, absolutely. He absolutely <laughs> kicked the ball as he went down to pick it up and he just shoved him in the back. He's a uh, genius. So this week coming, bit Tuesday. of a busy week, isn't it? We have um, got a busy week, actually. So um, Tuesday, yeah, Doncaster at home. So yep. Doncaster 13th in League One. They have nothing to play for. They can't really get promotion. And hopefully we can smash them. Can't see them bringing that many down. Hopefully we can... Send them packing. Yeah, turn them over. Yeah, and if Louis Tomlinson from 1D comes, I'm sure there'll be some good banter. <laughs> As always, bring it. Um, yep. On Wednesday, the results of the PFA's Player in the Community Award are announced. Our very own Elliot Omazuzi yep. is nominated as our Hope Akpan of Reading and Danny Shitu of Millwall. So good luck, Omo. We hope Absolutely. to Great be work, able Omo. to uh, yeah. We hope to be able to tweet some positive stuff for you. Yep. Also on Thursday, it um, is the fans forum. So which I'm gonna yeah, which I'm gonna go to. So second one we've been invited to. First one we'll be attending. So if you have any questions um, for the club on non-playing issues, yeah, because Alessandro won't be yeah. able to. So it's all stuff behind the scenes, like uh, stuff that they can affect behind the scenes, like your match day experiences, ticketing issues. Yeah. Uh, merchandising issues if you're not happy with the catering facilities yeah uh, Anyf- any, those sorts of stuff we can't 
uh, we're not going to say oh contract this and player that and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff it's, that's not what it's for so, so anything like is... that give us an email or give us a tweet and we will raise the issues for you I'm sure the other podcasts and blogs and fans will be mentioning it they will week. yeah so the mention more, it to us yeah the more the merrier please so don't don't be shy let yep. us know absolutely and Saturday a massive game we've got Milton Keynes away they're third in League One it looks like Milton Keynes will end up in the playoffs um, they always end up in the playoffs but yeah. never do anything in the playoffs so they are currently five points behind the automatic promotion spots Milton Keynes so a great stadium to go to we went there last Put you've been there loads of times Paul um, yeah it's, it's a good away trip great really. away trip well, it is a good away trip we went last trip. season and we spanked them 3-1 free, free it was a great away day it was great fun so if you go and have a safe journey you'll see Paul there um, which is great uh, so finally we have got a new feature that we're trying um, that we announced on Twitter today and on Facebook it's called Express Yourself and we've got a, its own theme tune Express Yourself Express Yourself So the latest feature from the Audit Outlook podcast Express Yourself so we want to get your voices heard so obviously through Twitter you can only really use 140 characters so sometimes you can't really make that point and sometimes through email it gets lost in translation so we have asked you to record your thoughts or opinions in a voice memo and email it to us and we'll play it in this episode so we got the first few coming through so, so we'll go through the first one yeah absolutely so Josh uh, Abraham's got in touch uh, with us his Twitter handle is at Josh34486 and Josh had this to say. Yep, two seconds like those. Yep, so this is from Josh. Hi, Orient Outlook Podcast. I'd just like to comment on the fact that many of these fans think that we're going to get promoted next year, whether or less we're in League One or League Two. But I still believe that in the summer, we have to change the nucleus of the squad and get rid of some of the over 30 players that we have in our club, such as Mackinoff Henderson, if we actually want to aim for promotion. And I think there needs to be a lot of rebuilding in the summer. So thanks for that, Josh. So Josh's point is that squad needs rebuilding in the summer and we should get rid of the over 30s and have a massive rebuild pool. Yeah, I'm, Your thoughts? I'm not. Yeah, I, I suppose based on, on this season's form, you could, you could argue that, that, that that point is probably quite fair. But at the end of the day, um, if, if we start, if we, everybody has a good pre-season, everybody is fit and firing and everybody's on the same page and Fabio Liverani is still the manager and he's still getting his ideas across and they buy into it, then, then ultimately we ought to be firing at the top end of the league next season. Whether that's promotion or playoff or, or what, I don't know. But, you know, like Russell Slade, he, he had a season where he came and he saved us from the drop. We had we had a decent season, but then the following season we avoided relegation because um, Wickham conceded in the ninety fourth minute. So that wasn't even fate in our hands; that was just some another team being worse than us. So and 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 Slade's sides usually take a while to get going. I think so, I think you can argue there's two. I think for me there's two scenarios. I think if we get relegated, there'll be a massive rebuild. I think that uh, probably a lot of players do have relegation clauses. I can't see. I don't reckon they do. I don't think I'd be, I'd, I don't I'd be think surprised. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if they didn't. So I can't see big players staying at the club if we went down. And I think it would be a massive rebuild. I think if we stay up, mm. um, we have to get a better pre-season this season than last season due to the fact we're not in the playoffs. And so have a longer rest. Yeah. A lot would depend on who Fabio I think is targeting in the transfer window because his list of players would be very different to say Slade's last season. Yeah. And maybe Bichetti will throw more money at it. 
thinking that the amount he put in this season isn't enough. Or maybe Pochettino might go the other way and go, do you know what? No, I'm not going to put in half as much as what I put in last year. So thanks for that question, Josh. It was a decent question. Oh, no, a and if you have response. any views on that, that's you can tweet us. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. So, so, secondly? Yeah, also, uh, we had Ed Francis uh, get in touch with us. Many of you will recognise his voice and, and possibly probably his name from being one half of the Whips Cross Weekly uh, podcast. And he left us this question to discuss. Hi there, uh, I'm Ed and I am a season ticket holder in the West Stand. Uh, Liverani is keeping the boardroom happy while the team is managing itself. Discuss. Good question, Ed. Mr Levy? Yeah, I don't know that he's necessarily keeping the boardroom happy. Um, I'm sure the boardroom would be happier if we were up much safer, you know, like in Doncaster's position. Um, You know, I think he's doing his best given the tools that he's got. Could you argue that he could have strength? He could have got a couple of players in in, in January uh, of his own, so that you know we wouldn't be so um, uh, each week fielding you know a different eleven. Could we be a bit have a bit more of a consistent team? Um, you, you you know you could argue that, but but you don't know. Um, you know, Liverani's got his ideas. Sometimes we can't see what he's why he's making these substitutions and why he's doing what he's doing. You know, from from what I've heard when I've met him and and listened to his interviews, you know, he's no idiot. He knows what he's talking about. Um, he's got he's got life experience in the game. He's played at the top top level. He's played at yeah. international level. He's no mug. Um, I think the ballroom. I think Liverani probably fits what Bichette is looking for in a manager, but I'm Mr. Bichette is the only one who knows whether he's fully happy with what Liverani's doing. I think in terms of the team managing itself, I think last season I could, probably could have managed Orient as well as Slated once he'd had that eleven. So last season was very kind of consistent and specific, and you always knew what that eleven was going to be last year. Whereas this year it's been all over the place due yeah. to injuries, suspensions, and things like that. Really, so. Yeah, good question. Good question. Again, Thanks very much. Again, if any of you guys get any opinions on that, please send them forward. And lastly, we had a DM from David Sears who couldn't work his voicemail or voice memo. Voicemail. So not for, not for everyone, but David Sears asked us the question that I don't have up on my phone. So oh. I'll get up. In the meantime, do you want to go through what we asked Coxie? Yeah, so we tweeted Dean Cox today. We asked how he's getting on with the recovery from his groin injury and he replied that he can't seem to shift it. It's getting better. Uh, and hopes not to be out for too long. Uh, and also, uh, Josh Wright asked us to pass on this message to um, all Orient fans. I thought yesterday's support was up there uh, for the best since I've been here. Very vocal and supportive. Please keep that up until the end of the season, and it will be a massive help. Well done. Yeah, spot on, Josh. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the message. And so lastly, come back to Express Yourself, David Sears said a lot of the people I spoke to after yesterday's game seemed really negative but as I see it we are unbeaten and four we're still out the bottom four and we played Wester and should have won so your your thoughts on that well again yeah again another game that where you know we we've created plenty but not not really done too much. Uh, you know, but we've got a draw. We didn't lose. I think ultimately is the most important thing, and and, and we shouldn't be losing to, to to teams around us. We need to be beating them. It's that that's quite crucial. Yeah, for me. Yeah, good point. So I'm beating them four, which is brilliant. Yeah, puts on a good little run. Um, yeah, our, probably, our form is good. Probably would have taken the draw before the match yesterday. No, I think a win for me. It had to be a win. Um, but I, was, but I felt we could have beaten. I felt felt we could have beaten them, and arguably we should have done. Yeah, arguably. Yeah. yeah. So we're still unbeaten. So not not a terrible result, but not the best result when you look at the stats from yesterday. Um, so yeah. So that was express yourself. So if you've got any questions, 
any views on Orient that you want aired on this podcast, give us a voice memo. It's very easy to do. Um, and we will sort it out for you and we'll respond to your questions and put them out there, which is fantastic. So thank you to Josh, Ed and David. Yeah, thanks very much. And you can email us. We are orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, or you can tweet us at Orient. Outlook. Outlook, absolutely. Yeah. So that's uh, about it for this week. Thanks for joining us uh, for episode 34. Uh, as always, uh, we look forward to hearing from you, whether that's by Twitter or by email. Uh, as always, sing up for the boys on Tuesday night. Stay positive and supportive, even if things on the pitch aren't going so well. You know, it really does absolutely. have a positive yeah. effect when we're supporting them. Well, you can see that from what Josh Wright's message was. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they can respond to it rather than feeling that they've got 4,000 people on their back berating them. It's not. It, I'm sure it's not a fun environment for anyone. Absolutely. Uh, we're back next week with episode 35. So have a good week. Keep calm and obviously keep listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Yeah, up the O's.